In this episode, we're going to dive into summer solstice as we open up this gate of lithia and the connection to this time of year with the gate of God, the gate of man, as well as all of the retrogrades that are occurring. We've got Jupiter and Neptune retrograding as Mercury is going direct. It's a very powerful time of deep introspection. So dive in with me to learn how to utilize it. Welcome to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow Earthseed Temple Arts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective, and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Many thanks to the 200 new unique listeners who have joined the Star Stones and Stories community since the last episode, that was episode 29. As of today, as I'm recording this on Friday, Venus Day, June 18th, we spread across 69 countries on Earth. And if you're new to this podcast, I suggest following it in your podcast app of choice. 
take some time, listen to the back catalog at your leisure. Although each episode does speak about the current astrology, there are so many hidden gems and uh, nuggets of wisdom buried within each episode. So if you really like to geek out with the stars and the stones, uh, I really recommend diving into some of the prior episodes. If you want to learn more about the Great Conjunction of 2020, you may dive into episodes 16 and 17 as we will be living the reverberations of that very significant transit for quite some time. And many people really enjoy episode one as well. I wish to also invite you to continue the conversation to my private social media platform. The link to join us is in the show notes, and there's a special circle I have within my network of Earthseed Temple Arts. And once you join my private network of Earthseed Temple Arts through the Mighty Networks platform... You can download that very easily onto your phone, to a tablet, to your desktop, laptop. Um, Once you're in there, there's a special circle, Star Stones and Stories, and that's where we keep this conversation going. It is a budding uh, way of communicating, so feel free to introduce yourself, um, share where you live anything that you're really enjoying these days that brings you pleasure into your life. Um, You could introduce yourself as your sun, moon, and rising signs, whatever, whatever feels authentic and real for you. Also, if you want to support this work, I highly encourage you to book a reading or a private session with myself. You can email support at earthseedtemplearts.com or go onto my website, earthseedtemplearts.com to learn more about the sessions I offer and to learn more about the events that are coming up, including the pilgrimage I will be hosting December 2021 to Egypt. It's going to be a really special journey and I'll be sending out a invitation on summer solstice to those who have written to me who are definitely interested in coming. So if you wish to be on that list, email support at Earthseed Temple Arts, put in the subject line Egypt or Kemet December 2021 and I'll make sure you get that invitation as well. So we're going to dive into the current astrology we're working with over the next couple of weeks. And to be fully transparent, I can always sense what the collective is going through as I myself go through my own journey and just birthing these episodes and sometimes they flow like water and sometimes it is like glue (laughs) and today to get to my space to record has felt nearly impossible there's so much resistance coming up I feel like overall 
the energy is very intense for so many of us. And a lot of us are just like really worn out as well and needing more time for rest and integration. I want to remind you that we are still in the eclipse portal and to make sure you're taking really good care of yourself and nourishing yourself. I had to cancel some plans today and uh, rest because it was just necessary. So I want to give you permission to listen to your body and to take care of your body temple first and foremost. And as the roots of our Gemini new moon intentions go deep into earth, the stems and leaves of possibility are awakened through inspired action. This is a time where we may use the increasing light with momentum to clear away obstacles. The Beltana Eclipse Portal has and is assimilating through our bones and through the stones of Mother Earth. Many of us have faced great shadows, slayed a few demons, found buried strength, and a lot of people are beginning striking new chapters in their lives. As we're in this first quarter phase of the moon, your ability to meet crisis head on gives you this powerful strength to rise to any occasion that comes to meet you. And we're working with some really powerful astrology right now. It's subtle. The sun is at 27 degrees Gemini coming to 28 degrees Gemini. And so the sun is hanging out around the silver gate, the gate of man, and opposing the golden gate, the gate of God. And I'm going to talk more about this as we get to the summer solstice portion of this episode. It's a potent time. This is a time of renewal and really rejoicing and rematrixing our essential self. And it is also a time of honoring that duality and understanding that where there is light, there's also shadow and that both are necessary. As we approach the weekend, we have some important astrology Namely, of course, the summer solstice, which again, I'm going to speak about after we go through the major astrological transits coming up. Also on Sunday, Jupiter stations retrograde. Now we know Jupiter as the planet of enrichment and expansion. And as it shifts retrograde on Sunday, June 20th, It is at three degrees Pisces. Jupiter will travel backwards through Pisces until the end of July and then then shift into the latter degrees of Aquarius, where Jupiter will retrograde through mid-October. This retrograde really encourages you to carve out space for spiritual introspection. It's a time to clear away any shadow behaviors 
and to also generously expand horizons through receptivity and through new ideas. As Jupiter spins backwards, he's bolstered by a grand trine in the skies. So on the day Jupiter stations retrograde, there's this grand trine between Jupiter and Pisces, the Scorpio moon, and the Gemini sun at the 29th degree, almost in Cancer. And so this is a water-air trine. It's a grand trine in the sense that there are three beings, a part of it, and the sun is on that cusp of air and water. So there's a lot of emphasis on spiritual rebirthing in this Jupiter retrograde. This is going to be a really powerful time to turn inward and to give us an abundance of nurturing, compassionate, and mysterious possibilities that we can receive through this transit. This is a time to come full circle back to your spiritual practices. A number of us in 2020 have really had our worlds shaken in so many different capacities. And many people dove deeper into spiritual practice, and a number of people left a long-standing spiritual practice. And many people have been, throughout the year of 2020 and 2021, seeking, seeking roots, seeking grounding. And so this Jupiter retrograde, in my opinion, remember it goes from June 20th until about September 18th or so. I don't, or sorry, October 18th or so. So mid-October. And this is going to be a beautiful time to come back to your center, to come back to your own divine source. So if you feel like you've been out there flailing, if you know that you have not been really honoring your daily practice, have no fear you know, let go of all judgment and criticism. Know that there's a time, a place, a space for everything. And even with our hardcore practices, there are times where we need to put them aside for other reasons and for deep integration. So if this is resonating for you, I really believe with this Jupiter retrograde that that we're about to embark upon It's a time to really resource from deep within your well of infinite possibilities. What is your truth? What is your ideal daily practice look like? And with that, I want to share the Sabian symbol and the star sparks for when Jupiter goes retrograde. And it was just a few episodes ago. I can't remember the exact number. It was either episode 27 or 28 where I spoke about Jupiter going into Pisces. 
So if you're really interested in this Jupiter transit, you may want to go back and listen to that or re-listen to it if you already dove in once. Now, the Sabian symbol when Jupiter goes retrograde is three degrees Pisces, and that is a petrified tree trunk lie broken on desert sand. Petrified tree trunks lie broken on desert sand. This is about the power to preserve records of their achievement, which is inherent in fully matured cultures. And so we could say that there's a subtlety here around how records of cultures endure, how they're mysteriously preserved, and the symbol of petrified wood in the Arizona desert can refer to the actual preservation of the records and how sometimes only fragments remain. And so with this, we could think of many different found items over time, right? Like arrowheads. My mind immediately goes to the Venus of Willendorf. We've just completed our nine-week Earth seed journey, and we ended with the Temple of Moldavite. And not many people know that when the Venus of Willendorf was found, and if you don't know about her, she's an ancient, ancient Paleolithic goddess from what we know as France today. And she's beautifully carved and formed very voluptuous, and she was found with Moldavite. And to me, this is very significant because we think of the ancient Paleolithic and Neolithic goddesses of the great feminine. And as we're thinking today of this gate of man gate of God coming from that galactic center is the gate of God, 27 degrees, roughly Sagittarius. We've got that galactic center, which is this cosmic womb of the Milky Way galaxy. And many religions, cultures have put God as a masculine or given God a gender. However, I believe many of us know that if God, goddess, was actually given a gender, it would be feminine. However, source is source, and source can come in so many forms, right? That being said, we know it is that frequency of the divine feminine that gives birth to all of life, to all of creation. And I speak of the divine feminine shamelessly in the sense that there is absolutely a war on the feminine here, today, now, still, yes. It is happening, and we have not we have not honored this truth. And I respect people who choose whatever gender gender or sexuality that they do. And that being said, I will always stand for the divine feminine frequency 
because at the seat of the goddess, there is a space, there is a place for everyone, all beings of all kinds, our light and our dark, our shadow parts, and our evolved parts. And that is what I love so much about the frequency of the goddess. And so we think of this Venus of Willendorf with the Moldavite. The Moldavite is a tectite, a meteorite that crashed into Earth like 50 million years ago, or what we would know today as the Czech Republic, and crashed into Earth and mixed tectite, mixed with Mother Earth to create Moldavite. So it is a fusion of space and earth together. And that fusion came to be placed with the Venus of Willendorf. And so as we're thinking of these petrified tree trunks lying broken on desert sand, we are thinking of the preservation of records and what does it mean? And I think these are important concepts to consider who who keeps the records, who gets to read the records. These are all questions, questions that we must ask ourselves. And the star sparks for three degrees Pisces is an eye gazing out of the top of a pyramid. Through the eye gazing, we are being shown by spirit everything we need to know. The super conscious abilities come online. There's great wisdom. As we search back to antiquity, the hidden keys which unlock the world are available. Secrets and mysteries, astounding treasures and soul gifts. We must protect and surround these wonders and we must find ways to access them. So I believe this Jupiter retrograde is going to be very important time for each one of us. I know for so many of us, 2021 has been extremely intense, very harsh on the nervous system. And as this Jupiter retrograde opens up the summer portal, I do think there's going to be an opportunity for us, if we so choose, to slow down and to go deeper within. And on the following day, after the Jupiter retrograde, on that day, Venus trines Neptune. So we know Venus as our connection to the way that we love, our values, our relationships. It is our connection to the heart. And Neptune is the high heart. It's our collective spirituality. It's brotherhood, sisterhood, altruistic love. And so as these two trine, there are these beneficial gifts that we can receive. So we're essentially opening up this summer solstice portal with a real deep, watery connection to dive into our sacred hidden wells. As we go deep within we have this ability to really claim our own wisdom, our own inherent gifts. 
And on that day, Monday, June 21st, it is moon day. So the moon is emphasized and the moon will be in Scorpio. So the moon is going to be intensely feeling, probing, penetrating, merging with both Venus and Cancer. And so the way that we love is very tender right now, more emotional, more sensitively attuned. And Neptune, the high heart in Pisces, will be very fluid and collectively connected. And Pallas, I think, conjunct Neptune brings in great um, opportunities to really move with light and color and sound. And this Monday is such a beautiful day to use for ceremony, for water rebirthing, devotional prayers to the Great Mother through the heart of the Venetian gate and the high heart from the Neptunian ray. You can merge with collective consciousness through light color form, through your deep intuitive wisdom, utilizing nature, walking on Mother Earth, journaling, divination, giving offerings. These are all beautiful ways to anchor the frequencies as we really embody and step into the season of Lithia, also known as summer solstice. As Mercury stations direct on Tuesday, June 22nd, at 6.01 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, he begins to emerge from his psychopomp dance. And with this, we can expect answers, greater clarity to flow forth, particularly that which has been received and installed from that total ring of fire, Gemini, new moon solar eclipse on June 10th. Yet much of the planetary focus is really beginning to draw each one of us deeper within. So as Mercury is going direct, remember we still have Pluto retrograde, Saturn is retrograde, Jupiter will have just gone retrograde, and then later on in this week, we have Neptune retrograde as well. So the outer planets are encouraging a deeper dive to understand, to apply what has been learned over the course of 2021 since the great conjunction of December 21st, 2020. This is a very potent time to be looking backwards and to see how far you've come and to note where you want to go. And with this, I really encourage you to celebrate the achievements, to celebrate what has been renewed, to celebrate the births. I say this because for so many of us, myself included, since 
December 2019, even prior to then, I would really say since that Mercury retrograde in October of 2019, there's been a lot of loss for so many of us since that time. And it seems like it's been wave after wave after wave. And there are still parts of self and our ancestral histories and our collective journey that must be stripped away. However, we've sacrificed already so much. And through this great shedding and cleansing, we get pared down to that which is essential, to that which matters the most. And sometimes as we look around, (laughs) it seems like there's not much left, whether we're speaking of friendships, lovers, other relationships, perhaps your connection to your financial wealth or your health or your child or a parent or your connection to home, to source, to how you ground and anchor to earth. For so many of us, we have literally roto-rooted our lives and in turn our psyches. The commitment to this great work will indeed reap great harvest in due time. But we also must build back with focus and with intention and attention to that which is most valuable, that which is our divine source, truth, our wisdom that can be transmitted throughout the ages. And so as we open up, this summer season with this potent time of retrogrades, I invite you to really celebrate your accomplishments to find at least seven things that you are proud of, you are grateful for, and to write them down. And perhaps even write them on a note that you place on your mirror or a desk or your laptop or the console of your car, something that you're going to see daily as a reminder of how far you've come, of what you have created, not what you've let go of, not that which you've dissolved, but that which you have truly gained the wisdom, the experiences, the passion, the pleasure. Because there will be a time where you look back on this great period of transformation, and I guarantee you, you won't forget the challenge of this time, but it won't feel quite like it does now. And so... We're using this season of summer solstice to call on that solar strength for renewed energy. And this Mercury 
stationing direct is going to be bringing a lot of powerful information and ideas. And this is also a beautiful time to really reassess your intentions for the year to note like, you know, what were your plans back in December of 2020 and January of 2021? What were your hopes and your dreams for this year ahead? And are you on course? And if not, how can you modify the course? Now we know Mercury as the messenger, as that which controls our reasoning mind, how we learn, how we communicate, how we think, how we share ideas. And of all the archetypes of the gods and the goddesses in the sky, we see Mercury as the swiftest. Mercury carrying symbols of knowledge, speech, writing, deeply connected to the central nervous system as well. And as Mercury stations direct, there is a conjunction with that north node in Gemini that was part of that ring of fire eclipse. So there is very much a reminder a reorientation, a recalibration from the eclipse. And Mercury is opposing Juno, the asteroid goddess Juno in Sagittarius, who is conjunct the south node and the Sagittarius moon on the moment Mercury goes direct. So there's also a call to shed the outdated beliefs, the outdated paradigms, particularly in my opinion, around sacred union, around relationships. As we're moving deeper and deeper into this new age, this golden age, the time for the fleeting romances, the, you know, the casual sexual encounters, those days really don't serve our personal lives or our collective lives. Of course, there's always a time and a space where they could serve, right? I'm, I'm saying something that is generalized in the sense that for some people, they will still find that meaning. But the collective as a whole, we're moving into an age where random dating and becoming intimate with people who don't truly value or know who we are, those days are really done. And I feel like as Mercury is going direct on the heels of this potent eclipse, and we can see the asteroid goddess Juno in Sagittarius conjunct the south node, there is that reckoning of what it means to have these really casual encounters. Our bodies are holy. They're holy vessels. And we can have casual encounters in a way that can be quite loving. But for the most part, especially when people are involving substances that alter their consciousness, a lot of people aren't really in their bodies during these encounters, yet the body still 
knows. The body is a record keeper, like that petrified wood. Everything you do with your physical body in this lifetime takes uh, an imprint, a marking of some kind. And so it is my personal opinion that in the days to come, for those of us on these sacred conscious evolutionary journeys, I say, that, I say it like that because not everyone is attuned to that at this time. They are on that journey, but not consciously. So for those of us consciously on this journey, I personally believe that we're moving into an age where we're much more selective, we're much more intentional about who we open up to, not just when it comes to intimacy, but in all of our encounters and in all of our relationships. Not because we don't trust others or trust source, but because we recognize the sanctity of these bodies and our lives and our speech, our vibration, our frequency, our energy. And we're all learning what that means, what it means to really safeguard that which is most sacred and to share it with those who will truly treasure who we are. And so as Mercury stations direct the star sparks for 17 degrees Gemini, which Um, Sorry, it's the Sabian symbol, not star sparks. But I just want to um, emphasize we always round up. So when Mercury stations direct, Mercury is at 16 degrees, 7 arc minutes, Gemini. So we would round up to 17 degrees for the Sabian symbol and the star sparks. I note out there, I don't have the time to stay up with a lot of other practicing astrologers. But I do see from time to time when I read other people who use Sabian symbols or star sparks, some people are not rounding up, they're rounding down. And in every source I've read around the Chandra symbols, which that's what the star sparks come from, and the Sabian symbols, you always round up. So I just want to share that because I know that many of you who are listening are new or learning about astrology, and I want you to understand so that if you happen to encounter someone else's astrological transmission and they're using a different degree, I want you to understand to the best of your ability. And also, I think it's important to know that astrology is a vast, vast language. And there are so many perspectives. There are so many ways to read a chart. And in my opinion, they're all correct, right? Like there are so many different house systems. I namely use Placidus and sometimes I use whole sign houses as well. Um, I'm really interested with merging contemporary evolutionary astrology with mundane and traditional astrology. So I pull in a lot of different techniques. And that being said, there are some astrologers out there who are only 
practicing what we could call modern or contemporary astrology. There's some astrologers who only work with um, traditional astrological aspects or Hellenistic astrology. There are some who work with only Vedic or sidereal, and they're all correct. There's so many different lenses. If you really start to tune in, you can find the subtleties of the truth that threads them all together. So I want to take a moment to honor the vastness of this language and to also say that I go really deep in my own study and practice of astrology and that there are many ways to go deep and that I want to honor the diversity out there and the other ways people practice. So 17 degrees Gemini, the Sabian symbol, is the head of a robust youth changes into that of a mature thinker. This is about the transformation of physical vitality into the power to build concerts and intellectual formulation through which knowledge can be transferred. So this is about really transmitting powerful, well assimilated ideas. The star sparks is a magic coin that has only one side. This is about an essence that is alive, something beyond that is calling us. How do we allow the mystery to bring us all the way through to the other side? And in order to get there, anything that is false, anything that is not in truth must dissolve. I feel that this ties in so beautifully with what I was speaking to about how really since the end of 2019, so many of us have dissolved so much of our lives. Whatever is not true has had to leave. And as we sit at this time in the gate of man, the silver gate, beginning to welcome summer solstice, lithia, midsummer, it is a time to celebrate our achievements, to honor the light, to honor the source of which we come from and are, and to honor and acknowledge how we have journeyed through these times, and to really celebrate that as well. And as the week progresses on Thursday, June 24th, we come to the Capricorn full moon. So this is the full moon that emerges from that total solar eclipse, that Gemini new moon. The moon will be at four degrees Capricorn. And the moon in Capricorn can definitely struggle sometimes because the moon is all about our connection to our soul and our feelings and our emotions and our past. And Capricorn is really here to build and to vision and to really anchor dreams aground, we could say. And Capricorn does not always know how to get deep into the feelings. Now, on this full moon, because the moon is ruled by Saturn, we know Saturn is retrograde. 
in Aquarius and there's a trine between Saturn and Mercury who's just gone direct. So there's definitely a distillation of the wisdom of that eclipse and the Mercury retrograde period. Also, the sun and the moon, well, the moon is sextile. Uh, Jupiter retrograde, who's just turned retrograde, and the sun is trying. So there's, there's gifts coming from, in some way, from both Jupiter and Saturn, from that great conjunction. Remember, they're still on their great conjunction journey. They're relaying quite a lot to each one of us personally and collectively as we're going through this immense transformation into this new air age, this age with more of a focus on ideas. There's more of a focus on the skies. There's more of a focus on innovation and using solar and wind power. And so there's a lot shifting in the world around us each and every day. It's part of why things have been feeling so intense in 2021. The Sabian symbol for four degrees Capricorn is a group of people outfitting a large canoe at the start of a journey by water. This is the ability to use natural resources and basic skills in order to achieve a group purpose. So this is about a cohesive group, a common goal, which requires a change of locality. Sometimes it's necessary that we pack up and we move to a different terrain. Now, we don't always have to pack up physically. Sometimes we need to pack up metaphorically. We need to think outside the box. We need to open to new horizons. And four degrees Capricorn, the star sparks is footprints in the snow. This is about respecting and honoring where we are coming from to welcome the lessons and to understand that there is a path within the path and how to become one with that which we are. And this beautiful Capricorn full moon, which is going to distill the eclipse season in a whole other layer of meaning with Mercury direct the following day on Venus Day, June 25th at 3.22 p.m. Eastern Time, we have Neptune stationing retrograde. Now, Neptune is in Pisces, has been in Pisces since 2012. And as Neptune is going retrograde, Neptune is conjunct Pallas Athene and Pisces. And that gives us that beautiful perception. Athena, using the creative powers of the mind, that beautiful perception with light and color and sound. And so with this conjunction with Neptune, there is a lot of creativity that can come through mystical realms, through the ways that we unify with others, through our transcendental selves, by using our psychic powers, our visionary powers, our intuition to be extremely sensitive, tuned in, to be connected to our healing abilities. Neptune stations retrograde at 24 degrees Pisces. 
The Sabian symbol for this is on a small island surrounded by the vast sea, vast expanse of the sea. People are seen living in close interactions. And this is about a need to consciously accept one's own personal limitations in order to concentrate one's energies and to live a centered and fulfilled life. We know that ultimately each person is a small island in a vast ocean of creation. It's like each one of us is a tiny little cell within the cell of Mother Earth herself, Tara Gaia. And Mother Earth, Tara Gaia, Tara, great Sophia, Sophia, she is but one beautiful planet swirling through the cosmos of a multitude of others. And so we are a cell within a cell within a cell within a cell. And within the cells of who we are, we have many other cells. And so this Neptune retrograde on the heels of the Jupiter retrograde also reinforces that depth of spiritual illumination that is very much possible for us in the summer solstice season. The star sparks for 24 degrees Neptune, or Pisces, is a spring festival. The participants are in a state of ecstatic frenzy. This is about the deepest layers of collective, ancestral, and personal remembering and restoration of everything that perhaps seemed to be gone. We're working on the deep inside parts of self. And as we go into those spaces that might be hard to understand on a conscious level, we actually have this ability to commune with source, to drop all appearances so that we can really step within and awaken the dream. And through that awakening, find the world as it actually is to connect in with the earth spirit in a whole new capacity. And with that on Sunday, June 27th, Venus moves from Cancer into fiery, passionate, creative Leo. It's going to be a beautiful transit as In the month of July, we have Venus and Mars coming to meet up in Leo, and I have a very special offering, an online masterclass I'm going to be offering around that time, so please be on the lookout if you're interested. Make sure you're receiving my Venetian love notes, my weekly newsletters, which you can sign up through by going to my website, earthseedtemplearts.com. You'll see a pop-up that comes up, or you can just scroll to the bottom of the first page and you can sign up there. So that is what really takes us through towards the end of June into July. On July 1st, we enter that last quarter moon phase, a time of reflection and preparing for the balsamic moon and we'll be truly closing out the eclipse 
season, the Beltana Eclipse Portal, by July 1st. As a reminder, this summer, even though we have Mercury direct, we have Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter, Neptune retrograde. And with these outer planets retrograde, it is a time to really reassess culturally what we are creating in this new age, this age of Aquarius. Are you proud of your contributions to this age? What would you like to weave in that you are not already doing? How can you show up as your most full self? And as always, I would like to encourage you to really take it deep to your own self-care practices, your self-love, your devotion. Each one of us, if we truly show up having taken impeccable care of ourselves, we show up to the table full and ready to serve, to be present, to offer our greatest wisdom and gifts to humanity. And so that which is most essential in these times is to come to your unique codes of source, to go deep within and to reignite your practice, your pleasures, your devotion to self in the summer solstice season. With this entry into summer solstice, I truly believe we have this opportunity to restore the royal codes of infinity. We welcome summer solstice, the day of the sun, on a Sunday this year. It is exact at 11.33 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's here in the Asheville area, so you'll need to adjust for your time zone. So for some of you in the world, it will definitely be happening on Monday, June 21st. However, for those of us in the United States and for other parts of North America, summer solstice occurs on Sunday. So we're welcoming the zenith of the sun as the collective will and source shifts from Gemini to Cancer. Now, the solar gate of summer solstice, it can be known as Lithia, as Midsummer, as the Festival of Attainment. It is the celebration of ultimately the return of the dark, because as we work with the polarity, the duality of the worlds, when we come to that day, which is the longest day, we know from that day onward the dark will become, it will grow more and more each day. And so here in the Northern Hemisphere, as the sun shifts into Cancer, we're welcoming summer solstice. Now for our brothers and sisters in the Southern Hemisphere, they are welcoming in winter solstice. For us in the Northern Hemisphere, as the majority of The world's population lives in the Northern Hemisphere, and as many of my listeners, most of you live in the Northern Hemisphere, 
we are celebrating the fertility of the land. There is a ripeness. The greens are abundant. Herbs and flowers are plentiful. Baby animals are growing. There's this evolution that we can see. It is a time to enjoy and celebrate. And as so much of the world was shut down last summer solstice, last also spring and fall, this summer solstice feels like such a beautiful gift to really celebrate. People are beginning to gather, to come back together. And that's very multi-fold in how it feels because many people are happy and excited to be together, but there's also a collective grief and there's a processing that still needs to take place as well. So even though we are entering the season of midsummer, I really encourage you to be gentle with yourself, to feel free to cancel plans or to say no at times when the energy does not feel aligned for you. To remember that taking really good care of yourself to be impeccable in your self-love practices will assist you so much through this season of summer, which at times in a... um. I don't want to say good, I'm looking for the right word, but you know, when we are functioning collectively in a way that feels really positive, even in those times, summer can be a bit frenzied at times, like there, there's so much energy. And so it is a season that we want to pace ourselves. And I think especially this year, we really want to um, gather to harness the energy of midsummer, especially on the solstice day, which is Sunday, and also on Saturday, the day before, and on Monday. So from June 19th until the 21st, that is a beautiful time to really harness the solar frequency to bring in healing, positive light, to reaffirm your intentions that you're working with, to call upon the strength and the nobility of the solar force to shine bright and inspire you. With the season of midsummer, the sun is at its height, at its power. And again, we're welcoming the duality of all things as the cosmic wheel literally stops and starts again. We are learning to value the dark as this creates a richness, a potency in the soil for new growth. And as the outer energy begins to wane, the inner energy begins to expand as the darkness increases. We can celebrate this day in so many different ways. And I encourage you to take the time to honor the elements, to honor your ancestors, to give gratitude for that which is really working and blossoming in your life, and to give thanks and appreciation in this beautiful season. As we look to the sun, the sun is our source, our creative center, our vitality, 
our will, our power. It is how we activate our divine spark. The sun is our confidence, our connection to our identity, to how we integrate in the world, our connection to our purpose, and ultimately also connects to our heart center. And with summer solstice, there is a movement into the zodiacal sign of cancer, cancer as the crab, the double-breasted mother. This is all about how we feel. The archetype here is the nurturer, the caretaker, the chef, the empress. It is all about a need to give and receive emotional warmth, security, nurturing energy. It's a feminine yin sign. So there's this inward energy that's very reflective and compassionate and protective. Cancerian energy is protective of others, animals, the young, elderly. And on this summer solstice, as the sun comes into Cancer, the sun trines Jupiter, who has just shifted retrograde. And remember, I spoke about how reflective this Jupiter retrograde season is. It's that ability to really see with clarity, with wisdom, uh, what will serve your spiritual growth and path moving forward. So there's a very beautiful watery energy with the summer solstice. And also during this movement into midsummer, the north node is still conjunct Aldebaran, which I spoke about in episode 29. This is at the at 10 degrees Gemini and very much connected to our high intelligence to an ability to communicate in a very eloquent way, to be connected to courage and success. And this is our collective destiny. It's what we want to be calling in. It's what we want to be working with. Again, we want to be building in new ideas, new concepts. And with the summer solstice, the south node is also still conjunct Antares, at 10 degrees Sagittarius, this is all about uh, connection, as I spoke about in episode 29, that we can actually take deeply back through time and space to Sirket. Sirket is the scorpion-headed goddess. She is one of the four goddesses that protect the tombs. And her symbol very much connects to Isis, Iset, Auset in the pyramid ceremonials. One other piece about our entry into summer solstice that I think is very unique, it's, it's subtle. Black Moon Lilith is in Taurus. And at the alignment of summer solstice, Black Moon Lilith is conjunct Algol, the fixed star Algol. And as we opened up this episode, I was speaking about the goddess and the feminine. 
and how there is very much still a war on the feminine. And much of what is being attacked is the dark feminine, the dark goddess. The dark goddess has been very misconstrued over the ages, literally demonized. And as we look at Algol, we can see where that connection is. And it's fascinating because Algol actually very much connects to Lilith, the mythos of Lilith. And at the summer solstice conjunction, Black Moon Lilith is conjunct the star Algol. Now, the name Algol is Arabic, uh, meaning like the female, it, it means basically like trickster energy. And in Greek mythology, again, connects to Medusa. Now, as we look to the myth of Medusa, she was in her human form, famous for her beauty, particularly her beautiful hair. And she dared to say that her beauty could compete with the goddess Athena. And so Athena's father violated Medusa in her temple in order to get back at Medusa for saying what happened. And Medusa was blamed for defiling Athena's temple. And so Athena therefore transformed Medusa into a monster or a demon with snakes for hair. And she fled to a cave, the cave of Gorgons, where it is said she would remain until Perseus murdered her at the request of Athena. Now, there's so much we could say about this mythos. It could be broken down in so many ways. I mean, we could do an episode just on this mythology. And of course, this is one story of many different storylines. However, I will say that it's fascinating because Athena is born from Zeus's head, and we know of Zeus as, like, Athena is basically a daughter of the patriarchy, in my opinion, but she also blends the patriarchy with the feminine, the matriarchy. And here is an example of how the feminine defiles the feminine. And knowing that Medusa, she had this beautiful hair that became a head full of snakes. And we think about the mythos of snake medicine and Eve and Adam in the garden and how we have been entrained, even if you do not believe in religion, Many people have been entrained to fear snakes. I run into this so much when I offer astrology readings at Earth Magic in downtown Asheville. We have a beautiful snake there who lives in the shop. I like to call him the king of Asheville. His name is Sutra. And if you follow me on Instagram, my handle is at Earth Seed Temple Arts. Sometimes you'll see some photos of him pop up in my stories or sometimes my feed. Sutra has been such a great healer for me, and 
this connection with snake medicine is essential to understanding our feminine power for those of us who identify as female and for those of us who are born with womb spaces as well. The womb, the shedding of the womb, correlates so deeply to the shedding of the snake's skin. And it is both the blood of woman and the skin of the snake that has been feared and demonized throughout time and space. And we see in this mythos of Medusa, her head turns into snakes. And it, she is punished as she has been violated right? Like she has been violated, yet she receives the punishment. And this is an example of where the feminine has been demonized. And this myth definitely parallels the myth of Lilith, who was literally demonized. The name Lilith herself, uh, when you translate it in from Hebrew essentially equates to demon. And Lilith also faced sexual oppression and found solace in a cave as well. And what is interesting is that both of these went to a cave and in the beginning of this episode, we were speaking about the Venus of Willendorf, who was found in caves. And we know the, the feminine body is very cave-like. The womb space is very cave-like. What we are working with collectively is a great healing of the feminine power. And Black Moon Lilith in astrology is very misunderstood. Where she exists in our chart, there is, when she's suppressed, her energy is very much in the shadow. We can be the victim or the tyrant. Yet as we make her more conscious, she becomes a great source of power. And so collectively, as we're going through this gate of summer solstice, there's very much a call to know that there is still much work for each one of us to do regardless of gender to reclaim the power and the beauty of the feminine and to uphold the feminine power. And this as well connects us back to the Royal Codes of Infinity. It was in episode eight, the Royal Codes of Infinity of this podcast, where I first mentioned about the gate of God and the gate of a man. And many of you have heard me speak about over time how we are an intergalactic family, how many of us come from these starseed nations. We are literally made of stardust. We are the Magdalens. We are the holy ones here to embody life and the flesh. And as we look to the CIA disclosure files, 
more and more information is becoming declassified relating to transcendental meditation, astral travel, the ability to manifest, parallel universes, stargates, portals, that which has been demonized or put in the corner as freakish, weird, out of the box, new age, all of these concepts are coming more and more online to the collective as a normalcy. And so knowing that we are humans from many timelines, many realities, from spaces and places like Sirius, Orion, Lyra, the Pleiades, Andromeda, Vegas, Venus, Antares, Arcturus, Centaurus, Alpha, and on and on and on I could go. What we are dissolving in these times is the black magic timelines that were installed in Lemuria, in Atlantis, in Egypt. There are traumas of fallen cultures that have riddled our bones for many ages. There are traumas of missions left, missions aborted, that literally bind us here and now. And as we go through each eclipse portal post great conjunction of 2020, I personally believe we heal, we rewrite, we redefine these trauma timelines. We carry the codes within us. We carry everything we need. We have all the resources now. And so as I'm recording this episode, the sun is at 27 degrees Gemini opposing that galactic center, that galactic center that is that great cosmic womb of creation. And we know with the sun in Gemini, there is this representation of the twins of the light and the dark. There's the archetype of the storyteller, the scribe, the messenger, the fool, trickster medicine, coyote, butterfly. And with this, with the collective North Node, with this, we are absolutely working towards a unity consciousness, a unification of reason with intuition. We're connecting the dots through mercurial thinking of the highest mental state of embodied humanity, working with philosophical, generous, inspirational currents. And so we must ask how we can think more deeply, more uniquely. How can we share our ideas, exchange information, collaborate, co-create, see things from another lens. When we get stuck in the old paradigms and beliefs, when we argue with others over this belief or that belief, that is an old tactic of divide and conquer that has been used against humanity throughout the ages, throughout the eons. And now with the collective North Node and Gemini, we are being asked to truly rise up to rise up and to be curious, to be witty, to be playful, to be connected to that eternal youthfulness. And so that galactic center 
At 27 degrees Sagittarius, it is 25,000 light years away sitting at the center of the Milky Way galaxy. And as we look to the Nile, to the ancient Egyptians, to the land of Kemet, the Nile is the representation as above, so below. That great cosmic river of the Milky Way is the Nile River, consciousness. And as we know, if you look at global politics today, there is an agenda to damn the Nile even further in Ethiopia, to damn the Nile to affect Sudan and Egypt today. And so our thoughts, our prayers, our intentions are needed to keep the sacred river flowing as a hologram for our connection to our galactic wisdom. We must have new thoughts and shed the limiting beliefs. And the galactic center connects to the gate of God. It is the golden gate. God, generator, organizer, destroyer, divine source consciousness, the elliptical crossing of the Scorpio-Sagittarius axis of the zodiac that very much connects to our ascension. And the sun today at the gate of man, the silver gate, where the ecliptic crosses the Taurus-Gemini axis of the zodiac, where Orion also meets in the Pleiades. This connects to the horns of Isis descending the descension process to the earth plane. The truth is, in these times, we do not want to ascend off Mother Earth. We are meant to ascend and bring that energy descending down to Earth to anchor, to ground it. That is the way through. The Achet, the horizon, the place of birth and death of the sun, the solstice point is being renewed in the summer solstice, mid-summer time of celebration as Osiris comes to the breast, the space of great mother Isis, the holy family, the original holy family, giving birth to Horus, Heru, giving birth to freedom. Each one of you has the ability to give birth to your own freedom. It is your divine, sovereign, noble purpose here on earth in these times. Blessed be. Begin to draw a nice, long, deep breath 
up from the core of Mother Earth. And as you exhale, allow that breath to fill up your body from the base of your spine to the crown of your head. And now inhale a nice long deep breath from the cosmos. And as you exhale, bring that breath down through the crown of the head all the way to the root of your spine. And again, inhale deeply from the core of Mother Earth. And exhale into your vertebrae, into your whole spinal column, your nervous system. Again, inhale from the cosmos. And exhale. And now begin to imagine from the base of the spine and the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet, imagine a cord of red, golden, silver light coming out from these spaces and beginning to spiral down, 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 deep, deep down into Mother Earth, to the core of Mother Earth, Terra Gaia, where great-grandmother Hematite sits anchoring you, connecting you to this lineage stone, welcoming in the seven generations who've come before you and the seven generations yet to come, welcoming the time-bending possibilities of your ancestors and your descendants all merging here and now through this holy vessel that is you. And through this awakening, you feel that pulse of the heart of Mother Earth coming up through these cords of light into the core of who you are, entering in through your base chakra, your root chakra, and you begin to feel the Earth's akasha, the DNA of Tara Gaia, merging with your akasha, your unique akasha. And as you focus at the base of your spine, your root chakra, you begin to feel yourself connecting in with the root chakra of Mother Earth, going to Mount Shasta in Northern California in the United States, connecting in with this root of foundation, stability, where the subterranean creates home, safety, stability, so that the system, all of the systems may find relaxation and true abundance and prosperity in this lifetime. And so as you connect in with the root of Mother Earth, you connect in with your root chakra, your base chakra, that red wheel of light, and you begin to see it spinning. And you trust the direction, whether it is clockwise or counterclockwise, trust your natural instinct, how it needs to flow in this now moment. And as it spins faster and faster, any debris just is moved away. 
And as you follow this wheel of light, the spiral of light, you bring your awareness up to your womb center, the hara. Regardless of gender, all beings have this sacred womb center, the sacral chakra, this orange wheel of light. And at the same time, you find yourself drawn to Lake Titicaca in South America, the center of creativity, of sexuality, of the emotional balance, of fertility, of pure inspiration. The heart of the divine feminine sits here in this gorgeous sacred lake on earth. And you feel yourself cleansing the waters of Lake Titicaca, cleansing your womb space, your hara space, cleansing, moving through you. And you connect deeply, feeling this wheel of light moving through you, this orange wheel of light spinning, 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 and allowing as it spins any old paradigms around creativity and creation and sexuality and the emotions and the feminine that are within you that are ready to be dislodged. Allow them to. From here, you draw your awareness up to the solar plexus, to this golden yellow wheel of light. And immediately you draw your awareness to Uluru and the Olgas in Australia. This radiant solar sun that connects with the divine masculine frequency, this place of confidence, of inner power, personal power, purpose, full energy and you feel you feel yourself connected here and now and you see this wheel of light spinning in whatever direction you find it wants to spend and again the debris the old stories the old paradigms that are ready to move through and out of your sphere your energetic body your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body, so be it, and so it is done. And from here, you draw your awareness up to your heart space, to this green wheel of light. Below it sits this beautiful pink luminescent orb of light, but you bring your awareness back to the green wheel of light, and you find yourself drawn to Avalon to Glastonbury in the United Kingdom as well as Stonehenge and you find yourself drawn to the heart of Mother Earth. You find yourself dancing within a field of pure love and compassion, forgiveness and in turn the ability to give unconditionally altruistic Brotherhood, sisterhood, connection, the high heart frequency comes through here and now, allowing you to dislodge any old wounds around the heart, removing the parts 
the pieces, the paradigms that are ready to be shed, to be let go of. And you see your green wheel of light spinning, spinning, spinning as you connect deep, deep down through the tour into the heart of Avalon. And you feel this sense of home and love and acceptance. And you bring your awareness up to the throat chakra. And you see this blue, beautiful sapphire blue wheel of light. And it begins to spin more and more with your awareness as you find yourself drawn to the great pyramid and sphinx in Giza, Egypt, Kemet. And you feel yourself as you're drawn to this sacred land, you feel your center of communication and your ability to express yourself, to speak, to seek, to receive the truth fully activated as this blue wheel of light spins and spins. All the old ancient paradigms around the throat, around your voice that are ready to be shed and let go of, it is done. And you find this wheel of light spinning faster and faster. From here, you bring your awareness up to the third eye, to this indigo wheel of light. And you find yourself drawn to Kui Malek Sia in Iran, to the third eye of Taragaya, Mother Earth. And as you're drawn to this landscape, you find your own inner eye, the space between your two eyebrows vibrating, pulsating, opening, clearing, cleansing the distortion timelines and paradigms that have captured humanity through the television, through the media, through the mass production of information. And at this time you find yourself drawn to your truth, to the earth's truth, in this symbiotic dance. This indigo wheel of light spins and spins and spins. And from here, you find your awareness drawn up to the crown of your head, simultaneously drawn to Mount Kailash in Tibet, where you connect in through the template, the timelines, the ley lines, the dragon lines, the fairy lines through Mother Earth, Gaia's grid, Terra Gaia's grid, to the highest levels of wisdom, of divine guidance, cosmic consciousness. You find yourself, your crown, this violet wheel of light spinning, spinning healthfully, all old distortion timelines, dropped, dissolved, terminated, so that the pure cosmic consciousness is able to come through. And you notice all seven wheels of light that sit within your body, spinning healthfully. 
taking into account the many other chakra points we have, feeling yourself in a symbiotic dance with Mother Earth, feeling yourself in the sacred movement, this pulse as you inhale from Mother Earth. Feel that breath moving up through the vertebrae and exhale. Inhale from the cosmos and exhale through your body. And as you continue to lay and relax, allow yourself to journey even deeper through these wheels of light, feeling how connected, woven they are with Mother Earth's wheels of light through all the ley lines, dragon lines, fairy lines, timelines. Feel yourself connected through these timelines and these ley lines, these meridians through your body and the earth's body, connected with your sisters and brothers around the earth, those who are consciously calling in this cosmic energy just as you are here and now, this most potent astrology that is so easily, so gracefully, so elegantly dissolving the old narratives. Trust in the process, trust in the process, trust in the process, knowing that all is in divine order. May Isis heal me as she healed her son Horus of all the pains which were brought on him. Thou, great enchantress, heal me. Save me from all evil, things of darkness, from the epidemic and deadly diseases and infections of all sorts that spring upon me, as thou hast saved and freed Horus. Free me from all possible evil, hurtful things of darkness, from epidemic and deadly fevers of all kinds. And so it is.
Thank you for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we awaken to the reality that we are a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine.